So uh, we uh, chatted on the phone, and he said, um, you know, he'll help me make an iPhone application. And I thought that was fantastic. And, uh, you know, I said, uh, you know, what's it cost? And he said, well, nothing. And I said, well, I have to pay you something. He said, no. I said, well, let me, you know, let me help advertise your other applications at least. So. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy course, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Welcome to the Dreamer's Moment. We talk to people who are in the arena, chasing their dreams. Hi, this is Sean Bono of Waltcast. Join the folks at dreamersempire.com where everyone has a dream. If you're standing in line to board Space Mountain, are you watching the passengers boarding ahead of you? Or are you looking behind the glass booth trying to figure out what those employees are doing? If the latter, you'll probably identify with our guest, Tony Castelnova, owner of Disney by the Numbers. Tony, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Dean. Well, thanks for being here. Um, I don't know exactly, but where are you located? Uh, I am located uh, in Orlando. Uh, right near the airport. I'm about a 15-minute drive from uh, Magic Kingdom, door-to-door. Okay, very nice. Yep. My last guest was, said they were one minute from uh, one of the Disney resorts. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. I know. Coming from Minnesota here, it's kind of hard to hear that. So obviously at some point in your life, you uh, made a choice to move from New York, right, to yep. Orlando? How long ago yep. was that? Uh, that was last July. Okay. Uh, it was recent. It was, uh, you know, the housing market kind of, uh, you know, took a little downturn, and the housing down here is now, uh, I can't say uh, more affordable, but it, it certainly became easier to buy a house uh, in Florida. So um, this was where I was going to retire, so I did. I decided to pack up and go and, you know, kind of plant myself a little bit early. Oh, perfect. I have seen some of the house prices down there. We kind of marveled at some of the deals you can get down there. Yeah. Uh, for, so our standard uh, Disney questions up front are, can you tell us your favorite uh, park 
and your favorite attraction and if you have a favorite restaurant on the Disney property. Let's see. Favorite park would be the Magic Kingdom. Uh, I could probably go there every weekend and not get bored. Uh, Favorite attraction? That's a good question. I like the uh, old school stuff. So... Uh, like uh, Carousel of Progress, uh, you know, TTA, uh, Jungle Cruise, Pirates, that kind of stuff. I think, you know, stuff that Disney had his hand in doing really was where I kind of go first. Oh, yeah. Yeah, favorite restaurant? Uh, My favorite sit-down restaurant would probably be California Grill. Mm. Uh, I love going there. I love the atmosphere. Um, It's very much like the, the Flying Fish uh, I just find California Grill a little bit uh, more intimate, uh, and nothing beats the view of the Magic Kingdom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, quick service, I would probably say something like Pecos Bill. Okay. Is Pecos Bill in Animal Kingdom? Uh, no, that's in the Magic Kingdom in Frontierland. All right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, well, as far as uh, uh, the California Grill, are you a, are you a sushi guy? I am. Okay, I am. so did you know that that uh, woman uh, sushi chef, chef there, if I could say it, she was ranked like the third best sushi chef in America, I think? I did read that just, uh, I guess, a couple months ago. Yeah, I got to sit right in front of her once, and, and she's phenomenal. And, man, she put together some nice sushi, and it was, it was fantastic. Yeah. If you're uh, looking for sushi and you don't want to go all the way up to the California Grill, uh, the Sushi Island at the Polynesian is also a good place to get sushi as well. Oh boy, now I didn't even know about that. That's interesting. Yeah, it's right uh, by Kona Cafe. Uh, so you can have uh, items off of the Kona menu uh, or the sushi off the sushi menu or, or both. Okay. Now, I think that if I'm not mistaken, the Kona Cafe was where I had a breakfast that was phenomenal and it had like a. a, a the Tonga Toast? I, I didn't have the Tonga Toast, but I had the. Uh, it was like a pork hash on eggs so, mm. with with some kind of chip in there. And it, man, it was phenomenal. Maybe that was the Big Kahuna. Okay, I can't remember the name. Yeah. Very good. How, how about a favorite Disney film? Ooh. Jungle Book mm-hmm. or Toy Story. Okay. So, I, you know, everybody's. You know, Toy Story could be Gray Line. You know, is that really Disney or is that Pixar? So, yeah. uh, Jungle Book is my Disney movie and then also uh, Toy Story. Definitely. Well, I, th- well, I think Jungle Book, and I don't remember which came out first, but when I was a kid, I know the first two movies I saw at, dri- at a drive-in theater was Jungle, mm. Jungle Book and Mary Poppins. And wow. they were both just magical. You know, it was like great movies to see for your first movies. Yeah. I, well, I remember as a kid, uh, you know, my mother taking us to the movies on Saturday and watching maybe a half an hour of, you know, different uh, cartoon shorts. I think some of them were Bugs Bunny stuff. And then watching uh, either an animated Disney film or a live action Disney film. Oh, yeah. And there was something that, and I love Pixar. Everything they do is, is great. But there yeah. was something magical back in those uh, in those years when you saw movies like that or Pinocchio or whatever. Yeah. What, 
one other question that we ask, and it, it really ties with uh, our interest at Dreamers Empire with Walt's original plans for Epcot, and and then how Epcot opened in in the early eight, in the 80s, and then into the 90s. What we call the glory years. Were you at Epcot back with Horizons and World of Motion? Yeah. Yep. Uh, how you, you like those rides? I do. I do. Um, Epcot. Uh, you know, our family never really wandered past Future World. I mean, we went to uh, World Showcase, uh, but we, I, I can remember spending more time in Future World uh, doing all the different attractions and even just, uh, you know, stuffing uh, the different communicores, you know, whether, you know, it was telecommunication or whatever they were trying to, you know, teach us or sell us or show us, instruct us about. Um, I remember that as a, as a kid. It, I think Communicore has Innoventions beat hands down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I wish that Disney would consider, you know, going back in that direction because it, like one of our guests once said, it it seems that it's more about sponsorship there now mm-hmm. than it does um, about the future. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, you and I have uh, two things in common, a love for Disney and a love for numbers. Um, I, by day, I, I am a business intelligence analyst, so I work a lot in uh-uh. numbers. <laughs> uh, do you ever feel like folks are, are saying, uh, hey, that's the, the Disney numbers guy. Uh, uh, he's pretty extreme, maybe going through a little midlife crisis or anything like that? No, I really haven't. Usually, uh, if somebody recognizes me in the park, they're like, "Oh, good, you know, tell me all the numbers for, you know, so and so." I'm like, uh, I don't have them all memorized. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, well, I am going to ask you a couple questions though from from your website. I hope I know the answer. <laughs> that would be pretty hard. And just so you, the listeners know, he has thousands, so it'll yeah. it'll be putting you on the spot here. But hopefully, I didn't pick two harder ones. Uh, first off, though, tell us uh, what exactly is Disney by the Numbers all about? What is it, and, and, and what should we know about it? Uh, so Disney by the Numbers uh, started about five years ago. Um, it was uh, I was watching, I think, a Disney special on one of the parks, and uh, <clears throat> there's this underlying theme of, like, they kept spouting off all these numbers, you know, like, there's how many feet in this track, and the castle is this many feet tall, and... You know, there's this many cast members that work there. Uh, and and the, the idea hatched, like, well, let me start writing some of these down. So I started writing them uh, down on paper uh, as I was watching this television show. And then um, I started keeping them in, ex- in an Excel workbook. And uh, so the site is really everything you want to know about Disney fact-wise. So everything has to start with a number. And uh, that kind of throws people off when they start reading stuff because some of the sentences don't – they're not perfect grammatical sentences because they're starting with a number, which is a very strange way to start a sentence. Um, right. So that was kind of my thing. Rather than it just being facts or just trivia, it's uh, it has to have a number and it has to start with a number. Hmm. I love so. it. So give us a basic give, – give us a, a Disney by the Numbers 101 question. What's one that every, everyone should probably know? 
Oh, geez. Uh, cast members is a very popular one. Everybody wants to know how many people work there. And that fluctuates uh, depending on, you know, the time of year. It's, you know, fifty to 60,000 is usually the number that's thrown out there. Wow. Um, you know, they beef up for the holidays uh, now, and they'll beef up, uh, you know, again for the, for the summer holidays as well. Um, but that's usually one that everyone wants to know how many people work there. Um, uh, the, the number that everybody really wants to know is how many people visit there. And, uh, that's really an unknown. Oh. Uh, Disney does not really give out that number. Hmm. It's not published in any of their, um, their fiscal reports. It's not published in any of their media stuff. Uh, so it's, it's this number that nobody really knows. Huh. Um, so if anybody's listening and knows how many people actually visit, you know, per year, I, I would love to, to, to find out. The only one that I had heard something about was Epcot. And mm-hmm. I thought it was, gosh, I can't remember it now. I want to say it was around a million, but I could be wrong. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, okay, try, try a question on, uh, I'm not, I would say like an average question that we might get and and i'll try to answer but of course this will be for all the listeners uh oh, let's see give us one hey, let me pull up uh my little uh cheat sheet i have this application now that i'm using to uh i'm probably you know getting ahead of myself but using to uh write a book so i went from an excel worksheet to now keeping it all in this application that uh helps you write a book oh. put everything in a book format okay so it keeps everything broken down by park and by land and then by attraction. Uh, let's see. Let's do something in the Magic Kingdom. So that's a favorite. Uh, let's see. So how many uh, audio, audio, uh, how many audio animatronic figures are there in the Magic Kingdom alone? Wow. I mean, because if you just think of it's a small world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're talking about each of those little... Dancing children that yep. makes noise? Yeah. Oh, boy. This is going to be awful, but I, I'm going to guess um, 400, give you... 450. Uh, no. I'm not even close, am I? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. So uh, they're saying there's 1,100 oh. audio animatronics. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, well, I mean, you know, yeah. double it and a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let me uh, let me try one on you. I looked up okay. one, I looked up one at your site, and uh, I don't know where this fits on the difficulty range. But how much older was Roy Disney than Walt? How much older was Roy mm-hmm. uh, than Walt? Was he four years older? Mm-mm. Hmm. A little bit more. Six. It was eight. Eight. Yep. <laughs> and keep in mind, like how many, how many you know the exact fact count? I mean, I, I know it's well over a thousand. I, I, I couldn't remember if there was a published number of facts. Mm. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, a lot. How, how many are on the site? Yeah. Oh my God, I don't know. It's thousand. I know it's well over a thousand. Yeah. I, I just, don't, I, I, I couldn't quite figure out anywhere you go, and that's the cool thing about the site is uh, you want to get into the right category. It's very easy to navigate that way. And so if you're playing uh, trivia or fact, you know, asking those kinds of questions with your friends, that's uh, it's a great way to find some. Yeah. Um, 
and and how much of of Disney World do you cover? Do you cover all four parks? Or do you cover outside of the parks? Yeah, so it's uh, everything to do with uh, Walt Disney World, and that's the the four parks, uh, the DVC, uh, you know, horticulture, uh, even Reedy Creek. Hmm. Um, so anything to do with uh, Walt Disney World, I do Disneyland, I do the cruise lines. Wow. Um, the only thing I haven't done, I don't have a lot of facts on uh, the parks outside of the United States. So, you know, Paris, Tokyo, um, uh, Shanghai, and all that stuff. I haven't gotten into that yet. That's okay. probably next on my list. Okay. Uh, at the website, which is DisneyByTheNumbers.com, but besides those facts, what other kinds of things could, could we find at your website? Okay, so uh, I also have a blog, which uh, is updated almost daily. Um, so that's uh, really news and information. Uh, a lot of it is what Disney publishes uh, via their, their press site. Um, sometimes uh, people send me uh, articles. They'll, you know, people are doing reviews, maybe. Uh, I have sometimes guest uh, re- uh, people that do guest reviews and guest articles uh, for the blog. Uh, what else do I have? Uh, I have a little cafe press store where you can buy Disney by their numbers merchandise. Uh, I have photos. Um, so whenever I go to the parks, I try to take, um, some pictures of the changing things that are going on there because Disney's constantly in a state of change. Yeah. Um, nothing is ever the same for very long. (laughs) Um, I've been trying to do, uh, attraction videos on as many of the attractions oh. as possible. So if you're, you know, missing a a trip on, uh, you know, the TTA or, you know, Pirates or whatever it is, I'm trying to collect those videos. I thought it would be good to get those and kind of archive them. This way, if something changes drastically, at least I'll have some kind of uh, video of that uh, attraction before, uh, you know, it changes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, now, yes. with the new Star Tours, I don't know how much of that they let you film. Have you, had you done anything on that? You know, they'll let you film the whole thing. They're really not. Um, they do. Okay. Yeah, I I haven't had anybody say you know turn your camera off. Hmm. Um, so, nice. and it, I don't think I've heard them say that no video, uh, you know, taping in there. Uh, I know there are certain attractions in Epcot, uh, like the Land. They won't let you videotape. Um, and things like that. So there are a few. Okay. That's the one that I'm excited to get to next. Haven't, haven't seen the new one yet. Mm. And what do you, what do you feel about the, um, the avatar news? That is, uh, interesting. Uh, (laughs) I don't see the connection between avatar and the animal kingdom. (laughs) Uh, Except for the plants, you know, that's what I'm thinking is it's the, it's the jungle uh, sense that they they have a lot of plants yeah. there. That's the only that's the only thing I can figure out. I would have thought it would have been better in the Hollywood Studios. Yeah, yeah. You know, a movie attraction in a movie. Park. <laughs> <laughs> um, it makes I, me wonder if if it's going to be less than you know not not thrill rides as much as more. Kind of like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, only built mm. into you know Avatar built into Animal Kingdom that way. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, you know, I understand part of their reason. You know, they're saying, they're saying that people uh, can't spend a whole day in the Animal Kingdom. Well, first of all, you can't spend a whole day there because it's the first park to close every day. Well, that's true. 
<laughs> so that's number one. So it's a, it's a shorter day than all the other parks, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because they usually close at five or six or maybe even seven. So that's, that's number one. So I thought that was interesting that they put this huge, you know, investment uh, in a park that kind of closes early. So um, it'd be interesting to see what they do. You know, uh, Disney is great for, you know, bringing this stuff to life. And we'll have to see what happens, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm kind of skeptical, but, you know, I'll see what, uh, you know, see what they bring to the table. I've, I've heard a little bit of skepticism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I guess it all started uh, back in 76 or so. Uh, my parents were, you know, planning a vacation. Uh, most of our vacations were uh, based around, you know, family things. So uh, we could have been to um, uh, the Amish country in Pennsylvania. Uh, there was, I think, Dutch Wonderland. We've been to uh, World's Fair in Canada. Uh, we've been to D.C. and things like that. And they started then, you know, discussing going to this new um park in florida and at the time my father was working for a hotel chain and had access to some of the hotels down there so he did some research and found out that you know we can um you know stay down there for relatively cheap because there were you know some hotels that were part of you know his uh company that he was working for and uh we could you know stay there for cheap we just had to get ourselves down there so uh my father decided to, uh, rather than drive with four kids, uh, the oldest being 13 myself, decided to uh, take a train, Amtrak. And uh, we had drove into Manhattan to uh, the train station. Uh, my mother had packed uh, this huge, uh, I guess, cooler of food. Uh, there was drinks in it, there was chips in it, there was, uh, I remember, uh, I think it was uh, cold cut sandwiches, um, you know, breaded cold cuts, um, there was uh, sandwiches in there, there was peanut butter and jelly, and all this food, um, because Italians don't travel without food, uh, we, like to, we like to have our food with us, and uh, she didn't know what to expect on the train, you know, what food could you get on a train, but actually, uh, I remember the, the food car, we went to the dining car, um, was actually wasn't too bad. Uh, the only thing was, you had a we had a signed eating time. So in order to get everybody in and out of the dining car, uh, you know, you, you kind of got assigned a, an eating time. So we all went and we had our meal or whatever. And then the food that we had was you know kind of like snacks or lunch, you know, during the day, and uh, it was a good time. So uh, I remember I was getting down to Orlando and trying to. Uh, find uh, where the car, rental car was. Um, I think we had taken a shuttle from the train station to where the rental car was, and um, and that was a, that started our first trip in '76. Uh, hmm. There was uh, only really one park at the time. Uh, this was '76, so there was oh. really only the uh, Magic Kingdom. Um, and uh, the one thing I did remember. Uh, is it was extremely, extremely clean 
compared to other places that we had been to. Um, I mean, there were people like having their lunch on top of the garbage cans, which I thought was, why does that guy have his hamburger on top of that garbage can? That seems <laughs> odd. <laughs> but, uh, you know, everything was uh, immaculate. The customer service was, uh, you know, really phenomenal. And even as a kid, I remember kind of going, well, how do they do all this? How do they get all this trash out of here? Like, you know, you see the guys take the can, they dump the can into a, you know, a bigger, uh, you know, kind of wheelbarrow thing that they were pushing around. And how do they get everybody through the park so quickly and efficiently? And, um, you know, even Main Street, I remember after the parade, you know, them kind of vacuuming up the streets. I was like, Wow, what a, you know, how does all this work? And there wasn't a light bulb out anywhere. So that kind of started, you know, you know, I was trying to figure this all out as a kid. Like, how do they do all this? You know, with all these people in here. So. Yeah, so I did uh, securities. Uh, in Epcot back in the 90s. Uh, that really started out kind of strange. My father uh, uh, got a job with Darden Restaurants, which is based here in Orlando. And uh, he said, I have to go down to Orlando, or moving down to Orlando, to uh, Darden was opening up this new chain of restaurants, uh, which doesn't exist anymore. Uh, and he said he went down, and then he said, well, I'm moving down there does anybody want to come to live with us in Florida? And uh, at the time, I was working retail, and I said, you know what? Yeah, I'll go down there. So uh, allegedly, my job was going to you know, allow me to work in a different store down here in Orlando. When I got down here, the store that I was going to transfer to didn't have any jobs. So I said, well, I'm going to go apply for Disney. I've always wanted to work there. Now it's my shot. So uh, I did. Um, I went to the casting center at that time. They had uh, a couple jobs posted uh, in different areas, and uh, security is one of them. So I applied, got the job. And at the time, uh, this was pre-9-11, there were not very many security people uh, in the park. Uh, the office is, uh, if you're just past the guest services on the left, is where the uh, security office is backstage. And um, there were not that many people. So on a normal day shift, there were two people in World Showcase. Um, typically, I did from American Adventure to International Gateway. And then somebody did from American Adventure to uh, Mexico. And then there were two people in the front doing uh, Future World. One on the left, one on the right. And uh, one in uh, the front by the turnstiles. And uh, somebody in the parking lot. And that was it. Wow. And the manager. That's that's less than I would have guessed. Yeah. So it is it, it was very lean. Uh it was uh not a lot of uh you know I mean there was lost kids, there was, you know, some stolen things. Uh it it, it was not as crazy as one would think. Um it was it was an interesting job. A lot of the guys were uh you know, FBI or retired FBI or retired CIA or ATF or police or sheriffs or state troopers or, you know, they had some kind of law uh, background. 
uh, or law enforcement background. So it was uh, it was interesting to you know work with these people uh, because I came from retail, um, not from a law enforcement background. So uh, it, that was interesting. And there are uh, you know what they call foxes, uh, which are undercover uh, people uh, doing security as well. And uh, they're typically in the retail stores, um, you know, keeping their eye on theft and shoplifting and things like that. And they go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, and when you said that, it, it brought back a memory of when we were walking through the parks once and, and three people walked by us. They were so um, model-like. They looked like models. Uh, and, and they didn't look like they were really going to any attraction. Did, did, did Epcot ever just have people walk through that? look nice i mean that's what it looked like yeah i don't know uh, you know they're typically they try to look like tourists but uh they really don't uh and they always have an earpiece in oh uh, it's usually it's usually clear um so you know that's usually a giveaway if you see somebody with a you know a shopping bag which has their radio in it typically uh or something uh and then you know with a clear earpiece in uh, maybe with today's radio technology, maybe they have something a little bit better. <laughs> um, right. You know, but if you see something coming down out of somebody's ear, they're probably uh, undercover. Okay. Well, what yeah. else? When when you're working at uh, Epcot, what kind of things did you learn that typical person wouldn't wouldn't know? <clears throat> uh, you know, there was one interesting uh, thing as an employee, and this was. Uh, what also got me uh, interested in the the numbers thing is uh, they gave us this book. It was um, WDW Numbers, I believe, uh, was the name of it. And it's a little pocket book that uh, was to help you with uh, guests. If you were talking to guests, uh, because they wanted you to interact with the guests, stop and talk to people, and help them, you know, if they're lost or take a picture. And this little book had like little facts in it, you know, like how many attractions there were and how big the property was. It was, you know, twice the size of Manhattan Island. It had all these kind of uh, little conversational facts in it that you can use to, you know, start a conversation with guests. Huh. And that was really what got me started with the numbers. Uh, you know, I was like, wow, this is fantastic. I said, this, you know, I still have the book to this day. It's, uh, you know, up in my little uh, Disney archive. Um, but... Those were the uh, interesting things that I like to learn. I really didn't learn. Uh, I, you know, it was hard to you know uh, go to the attractions uh, and try and you know, even though we were walking through them, it was hard to you know um, you know try and learn something while you were doing that because you're trying to you know make sure everybody's safe and guests are okay and things like that. So obviously this this whole numbers and Disney connection started to work in your mind and you started to to get to a point where you're really going to pursue Disney by the numbers. Um, first, but be, be, before you t tell a little bit about that, did you have, well, no, tell us, uh, when, when did you finally make that decision that you were going to go ahead and, and pursue this more seriously? Yeah, <clears throat> it probably started about uh, five years ago. Well, the website started about five years ago, so maybe probably about seven years ago when I was watching that, that special on TV, that's really what you know, when I started collecting these facts and then I went back to this book that I had 
and then I started looking through other Disney books that I had on my uh, bookshelf and started pulling out all this, the facts and information from it. I said, wait a minute. I said, maybe uh, if I put up a website, you know, somebody will come to it. You know, I figured there's got to be other uh, Disney fanatics out there. And I started looking around the Internet and there's, you know, Diz boards and, you know, there was forums and things like that. So I started, you know, poking around those. And uh, and lo and behold, I found out I was not the only uh, Disney screwball. <laughs> there were there were many, many other Disney fans uh, out there and uh, some more passionate than me. And uh, I, you know, I put a, a website together and that was uh, kind of interesting. I had just bought a Apple computer and uh, I really didn't know anything about Apple computers. I did not know anything about the operating system, what kind of software. And I was watching this uh, podcast um, by this gentleman. Oh, God, what is his name? I can't remember his name. But he was showing this application that was kind of this uh, almost like a WYSIWYG where you would just type in what you wanted to say and then you would hit a publish button and it would go automatically up to your website Hmm. and it came with uh, all of these different kinds of templates uh, these layouts and then there was all these third-party people that would uh, that had extra uh, themes or templates and different uh, plugins and add-ons that would kind of do different things so for a guy that knew nothing about how to publish the internet, I knew nothing about domains, how to run a website, how to get uh, anything up there, FTP, none of that. Uh, I just started playing around with it, and uh, I bought this uh, application. It's called Rapid Weaver. Uh, it only works on an Apple computer, and um, that was it. I started uh, typing my facts uh, in there and started publishing them up to a website. And, uh, you know, it was slow going. I mean, people didn't, uh, you know, come quickly. You know, people, you have to kind of find your audience. So it it took time. Uh, Twitter and Facebook, when they became popular, at first I was on MySpace because that was the popular thing. Uh, And now Twitter and Facebook are the hot thing, and that uh, helped to uh, kind of grow the audience. Okay, so now obviously the website went up first, and then you started um, working on the book. And b- before we talk about that a little bit, what mm. uh, was there any uh, low moments when you were when you were in this pursuit that uh, were discouraging? Yeah, <clears throat> for a while, um, I guess for about the first year or so, uh, it was a little discouraging that you know the traffic was uh, you know pretty low. Uh, at first, I didn't even know how to find out how. You know how to get people to the site or even uh, find out how many people were going to the site so uh, that was a little frustrating uh, then I found uh, uh, Google Analytics and uh, you can find out more about people than you want <laughs> uh, Google Analytics yeah um, you know what time they were there where they went where they came from what processor they were using what web page what it's crazy so that was a, it was a little bit low then because I wasn't really, you know, 
And I said, you know what? I'm just going to stick with it. I'm going to keep finding out more facts. Uh, I invested in some more Disney books. Uh, I went and got some, you know, different Disney uh, uh, documentaries and different uh, uh, movies that they had available and different uh, things from the park. Um, and just started, you know, trying to dig up as many facts as I could. Hmm. And uh, the audience came then. So then, uh, obviously, uh, you've had some positive experiences through this, probably made a lot of connections. Have there been um, just like you know a moment that was just truly magical as you were pursuing this that just really made you feel like, yes, this is, this is, I'm on the right track? Actually, you know, the uh, strange one is actually uh, fairly recent. Uh, I was doing a, another uh, kind of uh, interview uh, like this. Uh, for another website and um, uh, someone um, that uh, was listening um, <clears throat> is an iPhone app developer app developer mm -hmm. and uh, he sent me an email he said uh, hey you don't know me I don't know you but uh, I make uh, iPhone applications uh, for fun hmm. I, don't know what the, I don't know what that meant yeah so <laughs> So I emailed him back. I said, "Well, you know, let's let, let's talk on the phone, and uh, you know, you can tell me about you, and I'll tell you, you know, about me and whatever." So uh, we uh, chatted on the phone, and he said, uh, "You know, he'll help me make an iPhone application," and I thought that was fantastic. And uh, you know, I said, uh, "You know, what's it cost?" And he said, "Well, nothing." And I said, well, I have to pay you something. He said, no. I said, well, let me, you know, let me help advertise your other applications at least. So now at least, you know, I have uh, links to his, uh, you know, other applications on my website. Um, and uh, he, you know, we have a, an application right now. Uh, it's in a beta stage. Um, hopefully we're going to put it in the iTunes to, uh, store soon and uh, see if we can sell a few of them. Oh, fantastic. Uh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that was really a, a magical moment for me. I mean, you know, this guy, you know, heard my, uh, you know, my interest and my passion and, you know, decided to uh, connect with me. I hope he hears my podcast. <laughs> 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 well, let's talk a, a, a little bit about now the book. Um, <laughs> let, wh where is the book at and, and how should people, you know, follow that? Yeah, so right now uh, I'm, I'm still trying. I'm, I'm trying to find a publisher. Uh, if anybody knows a publisher that would like to publish a book, <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw that out there. It's good. Uh, <laughs> so anybody's listening, <laughs> um, call now. Yeah, yeah call now. <laughs> uh, if you call now, I'll throw in another book. Yeah, um, and maybe you'll get an iPhone application for him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I'm looking for a publisher. I, I'm trying not to uh, self-publish. Uh, I, I think it would be better if I can, uh, you know, find a publisher yeah. uh, and do it that way. Uh, so I have, you know, I, I mean, a lot of the book. I, I mean, not a lot. I mean, I'm always updating, you know, what I have with new information or new facts or things change. Uh, you know, try to go back and keep uh, everything fresh. Uh, as much as I can, so it's out there. I mean, um, you know, it's finding a publisher at this point and uh, getting it out there. 
Okay. So, well, and I'm sure you know you can follow that at DisneyByTheNumbers.com, and uh, we'll mention your um, if you have a face. I know you have a Facebook and a Twitter. Yep. Um, you're also doing something kind of unique, which um, when I heard it, it, it was one of those things that connected with me. I would, if I was in your shoes, I would love to have my own custom pin made. You're having that done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's an interesting story, too. Uh, a friend of mine uh, from high school um, is, is living down here in Florida. I was friends. His wife was friends with me on Facebook. And she said, sent me a message, hey, uh, I'm uh, Barry's uh, uh, wife, and you went to high school with uh, my husband, Barry. I'll leave his last name out. Okay. And uh, I said, oh, yeah, 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 blah, blah, blah. We, uh, we were you know, friends in high school. We worked in a, this pharmacy together too, blah, blah, blah. So one day I was at the uh, Magic Kingdom, and I get this message on my iPhone <clears throat> from his wife saying that they were over at the Wilderness Lodge. Did I want to come over and meet them? <laughs> yeah, sure. So I, <clears throat> I took the boat from the Magic Kingdom over to the Wilderness, and uh, uh, I, we had some drinks, and then we had some dinner. And uh, one of the, the this other couple that uh, was with them, you know, they were, you know, excited. Oh, my God, we love your website. It's got all this great facts and stuff. And uh, I'm a graphic artist. I would, you know, make T-shirts or pins or something. <laughs> so uh, at first I wanted I wanted to make uh, T-shirts, which we'll get to uh, some other time. <laughs> but uh, he said, well, let me design some pins. You know, they're cheap. We don't have to worry about sizes. Um, and we can sell them. So this fantastic uh, graphic artist. Uh, design this pin and uh, actually I'm going to pick them up this week oh. uh, we're going to ship out the first uh, batches uh, hopefully this week oh wow and uh, they're limited I mean we only made 500 okay. um, so you know we're going to see if we can sell 500 that seems to be a, a, a big number yeah uh, well let me say but, if it's limited edition and uh, it is you know, five, ten years down, your uh, book is published. You're, yeah. You want those limited edition pins. I know that because uh, yeah. I have friends that are serious pin collectors. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, um, yeah. So we're hoping – we're going to try and do if, – if this is successful, we're going to do one a month uh, and then kind of keep it themed about, you know, what may be – you know, the big thing that month. And there'll be number-related, obviously. Yep. Um, you know, like maybe, you know, if we do one for Mickey bars, it might, you know, have the number of Mickey bars that are sold every year. Or, uh, you know, uh, this one was for the 40th anniversary. We thought it might be good for that. But whatever it is, it'll be uh, numbers-related. And, uh, you know, this one is a 4-0. So we'll see what happens. The ones uh, I that... Hope, uh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I, I saw, did I see, I think it was, It's it's been a week since I looked, but wasn't it two designs, two designs, or was it one design? Uh, it's one design, one was the front and one was the back. Oh, right, right, okay, and it looks great, It's I liked it, it was, uh, kind of had that bold look, and, and it was mm. simple, you knew what you were looking at, and very nice pins. Yeah, yeah, okay, so it's uh, DisneyByTheNumbers.com. Uh, uh, that's the website, and you can find uh, the pin store there. Uh, you can find everything 
Disney numbers related. I have uh, Dateline Disney, which I probably didn't talk about. So that's a little section of the website where um, everything starts with a date. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's a whole Dateline thing there. Uh, I have stuff about uh, Disney the person, Disney the company, Disneyland, Walt Disney World, Disney Cruise Line, the blog, uh, videos, Flickr, sound. Uh, I have some planning stuff and links to other Disney sites all uh, from the one site. You can find me uh, at um, uh, Twitter. I am DBTN. That's Disney by the number, so it's just DBTN. Okay. You can then uh, find me on my Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash DBTN page. Uh, and there's also a Disney by the numbers group. So if you like groups, join the group. If you like pages, join the page. <laughs> uh, I would like to get everybody to one, but that's impossible because uh, there's no way to do it. Okay. All right. Well, fantastic. Uh, Tony, we just appreciate you being on the show, and good luck with your book and your pins. Yep. Yep. Thank you very much. Thank you. The Dreamer's Moment is part of the Life Podcast Network, a group of family-friendly podcasts bringing a positive message of hope and inspiration. Find us at lifepodcast.net.